Welcome, everybody, to the Eyes on Big Podcast, your go-to Big Ten football podcast. I'm your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek, joined as always by... This is Big Kurt here. Heard a rumor. You're on Twitter? I am on Twitter. Big Kurt on Twitter at B1GKURT. I am Jeffrey the Greek at Jeffrey the Greek. I actually had a buddy of mine uh, listen to the pod, and he says, the next time I, if I ever meet Kurt, the first thing I'm going to ask him is, Big Kurt, you on Twitter? (laughs) Nice. Uh, Speaking of the uh, podcast, please share. We would very much like if you share. So we got a lot of games, a lot of info to go to, so we will jump right into it. Before that, I want to tell you what I did this afternoon. Okay. So obviously I had a bad day yesterday, right? Yeah, yeah. Thank thank you for... Thank you for being here. Yeah. Uh, it's not a big deal. Right. Um, I may have had a worse day today. Yeah. I went to this burlesque show this afternoon. What? <laughs> not expecting this. Uh, I don't, you went it, to a... This had something to do with the wife wanting you yeah, to be there. Yeah, like, she, we got invited by, you know, f- some friends of ours. So we went to this, like, brunch in burlesque. Was it in Northeast? Yeah, at else. Yes. Have you been? I have been. So a lot of, basically, big titties in my face. Yeah. And not... In a good way, for the most part. No, I mean it's it was a show though. It was it was fun. I yeah. mean, I'm just kind of yeah making conversation. But so you've been okay. We did not know that we were going to a burlesque okay. show. Uh, this was pre-children, so we just were having a brunch okay. in Northeast, and they started kind of yeah. clearing tables out, and we're like, "Well, what's going on?" So then, when you find yourself with prime seating to a burlesque show, <laughs> yeah. you just hang around for the burlesque show, yeah. and it was, that's that's it was a good time. Out. The food yeah. was really good too. Yeah, food was great. Yeah, yeah, good, funny, good spot too. Yeah, but you you actively seeked it out. What do you mean, no, the burlesque show? No, no, our friends invited us. They, well, okay, right, but they, you knew you were going. They, to one is we knew we were going, say. but they bought tickets and they said, "Hey." You're invited to come with us. They told it was a burlesque. We knew it was going to be. but Well, that could be a perfect uh, precursor because for a lot of Big Ten fans, I think they sat down thinking they were going to see one thing. Yeah. But they wound up seeing something that was a whole lot crazier and different. Well done. All right. So we will start out with the weekly Eisman. I'm not even going to name some candidates here. You yeah. Know, this is, again, non-conference. Uh, not like last week where we had a bunch of you know stats jumping out at you. That didn't really happen so much this week. But this guy not only had the stats, but he had just the huge plays at the big times, right? Tyler Johnson, Minnesota wide receiver, 10 catches, 140 yards, three big touchdowns, and the biggest of all, the 13-second game winner at the end. 13 seconds left on the clock. I am thinking that Tyler Johnson listens to the Eyes on yes, Big he must, right? podcast, or maybe some Minnesota fans shared with him that we had maybe. given the proverbial number one slot wide receiver to Rashad Bateman. We had bequeathed uh, it to yes. Rashad Bateman. And it ticked him off, and he went out and pretty much dominated the opponent. Because we just did that last week. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so now it's up in the air again. Now, now maybe it is Ty Johnson still. Well, um... The fact of the matter is, I, not that I ever, I wasn't trying to besmirch Tyler Johnson. No, um, neither was I. It was I. more of a compliment to Correct. Rashad Bateman and his yeah. athletic ability. Uh, Who had but, a good game as well. Yes, absolutely. By the, the wide receivers for Minnesota. Wow, we'll get to it. But yeah, geez, we'll get to what that. What a game. So, um, all right, so that's it. Yeah. And, and I and I agree. I mean, when Big Kurt and I sat down, he goes, who do you think is going to win or or should win this week? And I said, Tyler Johnson. He goes, that's it. I'm I'm. We're not nominating. No other candidates. Sometimes that happens. I think uh, last year, a certain quarterback for Ohio State. Yeah, he he took a few of those. He wrapped a couple of those up pretty early. Okay, so we will get right into the games. All these games took place on Saturday, September 14th. Ten games. Michigan, Wisconsin, and Rutgers, again, were idle. First up, Ohio State 51 Indiana, 10. The Buckeyes amassed 520 yards of total offense. 306 of that was on the ground. The Hoosiers with 257 yards of total offense. So going to go ahead and start out by uh, breaking my arm, patting myself on the back. Um, I said last week that I thought by the end of this game, the college football world would be alerted that Ohio State wasn't messing around and that they were one of the best teams in the country. Take yeah. it from there. Well, okay, let's start with Ohio State. I expected to at some point in the season. I'm, I'm talking, let's go back preseason. I was expecting to see this as Ohio State team at some point. 
I just wasn't expecting to see it this early. And basically from the start of the season, right? They're just a well-oiled machine from from the, the very first whistle of the, of the entire season. And this, you know, they haven't been beating the, the greatest competition. I know I use not one of the better teams of the Big Ten, but solid team. And just we're, we're not even in the same class as Ohio State. Um, I think Indiana still is a team that could make a bowl. Maybe, yeah. So this is my classification is – if you are around a six and six team, or for that matter, five and seven or seven five, right? You are a team that the the other team needs to take seriously yeah. if you want to win. Meaning, right. if even if you're a, a very good team, like you're a ten win team, if you turn the ball over and you're playing like a six and six team, you probably lose, right? Yep. This to me is a six and six team that Ohio State just dominated. Blew off the field. I mean, in every aspect, doubled their first downs, basically doubled total yardage. Uh, ran for 306 yards, held IU, a great rushing team, to 42 yards, 1.4 yards per carry. It's just domination in every facet of the game um, against a solid Hoosier team. Yeah, and I tell you what, um, I definitely agree that Tyler Johnson deserved the the weekly Eisman, but J.K. Dobbins at least deserves he, a he little did bit. He a great stat line. A, a little bit yeah. of a nod. Um I was just looking up his uh, I got receiving it right here. stats. So, okay, so he had 14 yards receiving and a touchdown, but rushing 193 yards and a touchdown. He is showing that he can be a little bit more of an every-down back this oh, year. Oh, I think he definitely is. He and looks durable, right? He, I mean, because I had made the comment before the season started when I saw him on the camp tour that he just looked he looked more swole. Um, he, he looks it on the field too. And oh, by the way, master Teague just went ahead and added a hundred yards rushing himself. Why no not big deal? Justin Fields again. I mean, he got a little bit challenged at the beginning a of little the game. Bit, yeah. The game felt a little bit Indiana, Ohio statey at the beginning for, for a very small <laughs> amount of time. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the dam broke and it was over. He wound up being 14 to 24. Let's call it 200 yards, three touchdowns, no picks again. Yeah, and and I think when you're talking about before about at some point you thought it would look like a well-oiled machine, a lot of that I think comes down to Justin Fields. We didn't think that. Yes. Not that we doubt his talent, uh, but just the cohesiveness with the play calling of Ryan Day. It's it's already there, and you know what? It's not all of these five-star quarterbacks are are hits. In fact, a lot of them are busts. Right? They had a, Ohio State had a ton of questions going into this year. And they answered all of them. I'm really impressed with the way that this program can just continue going, even when they have, you know, what's going on with the defense. Looked pretty mediocre last year. Offensive line, totally new. Bunch of freshmen out there and a, and a new quarterback. And it just looks like they look every year. I'd reiterate everything. Well, I, I reiterate everything you say there. I would actually maybe build upon it. They look better. Um, Madison, as the defensive coordinator, was the hire of the offseason. It yeah. was like not that it was unnoticed, but I don't think it was as big a deal as maybe people could have made from it. He has simplified the defense. They are crushing people. <laughs> Which is exactly what they needed to do. Um Ryan Day. Um he should start he, everybody's uh, everybody's heading uh, talking about that guy in, in Norman, Oklahoma when it comes to play calling. And he deserves all the credit yes, in the world. He does. Ryan Day is 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 biting at his, his ankles. It's one A and one B, right? Do you, so would you say that 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 close? I don't know that he's. I, I would put Lincoln Riley just a little bit above Ryan Day, but Ryan Day's in that at, at that next level, right? And and right along the lines of that, is it is it possible that Ohio State is actually flying under the radar a little bit as far as when it comes to? College football playoff contenders. Yeah, I think so. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it is. This is crazy. Ohio State. Right. This is the first year without Urban Meyer. Everybody's just talking about, of course, Clemson and Alabama. I feel like Oklahoma with that that first night performance from Jalen Hurts, mm -hmm. they're they're getting a ton of press. Yep. Of course, ESPN is slobbing the knob of LSU and Georgia. Yeah. And somehow Ohio State sitting out yeah. of fifth is like somewhat I don't know. Well, if this is a spot they are in all year, angry about not getting respect. Oh yeah, that's not good news for the rest of the big. Correct. Time. Now we should probably talk about IU a little bit. I don't think you you get two down no. from getting blown out in this you game. Don't. I mean, Penix, Penix is out. Hurt. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the bad news is you're not getting any closer to the elite in the East. But the good good news is this is this is an amazing team you just got 
Yeah. Because. And I apologize, Hoosier fans. We didn't – thank you for bringing – I might have moved. It, there just wasn't much to talk about with Indiana in this Not a whole game. lot, That's... but I will say this. So uh, Tom Allen, when he got to IU, he, he had some pretty good defenses, right? And last year, not so good. I expected him to compete a little more in this game on defense. I did too. And, and, did and it's too. surprising to see that, especially considering they brought back basically their entire defense from last year. Yeah. What I had, I took uh, Ohio State to, to cover the spread in this game. I was somewhat close to the uh, prediction in the score, but I thought it would be a late cover by Ohio yeah. State. Just kind of kind of how I thought too. I thought we would have a game, you know, into the third quarter and yep. then Ohio State would break away, not over by the mid- middle of the second quarter like this was. No, and speaking of, we know that IU's played Ohio State really close in a lot of these recent games. This is the largest margin of victory for Ohio State versus IU since 2006. Right. This is this was not the norm no, for how this series has gone at all. So, all right. So, we jump right into the ugly pond. You ready? Oh, here we go. Yeah. But we're we're we got three dips into the ugly pond here, so <laughs> you're not alone. Dip 1. Let's go. Illinois, 31. Eastern Michigan, 34. Illinois with 464 yards Mm -hmm. of total offense. Eastern Michigan with 480. So the yardage, very close. What happened? A lot of it was really close when you look down the stats. But where where it starts to get not close, you go to the penalties. Penalties. Nine for 80 for Illinois and two for 20 for Eastern Michigan. You know, I, I got to like Friday of this past week, and I was thinking about our preview pod from this week. And it hit me. I'm like, you know what? I didn't stress the importance of this Illinois game enough. I don't think it just, I didn't, whatever. I I wasn't thinking about it. This was an enormous game because you know, it's a fourth year, but if you're an Illinois fan, you realize that they've been building the slow build up to this year being the one that, you know, if if you're realistic, Illinois fan is the first one you can possibly think they're going to be competitive in. They schedule what is supposed to be three wins. There is such a small margin for error to make a bowl game for this team. Yeah. So you had to win all three of these non-conference games. So by dropping this game, let's say you beat Rutgers because you'll probably be favored over Rutgers. You got to pull off three upsets. To, and and let's jump ahead to the game a little bit. They lost this game because they're not disciplined. They, they're poorly coached. That that's why they lost this game. Do you disagree? I see you well, kind of nodding and okay. contemplating. Um, who am I to question you as an Illinois fan? But I might question you a little bit. <laughs> um, I I feel the existential crisis coming at me right now, and I maybe would just 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 pat that down a little bit. Okay, okay? what happens if Eastern Michigan winds up being they're they're two and one now? They they challenged Kentucky. Last week, well, I don't know if I'd that, say that it was it was a game into the second kind half. Of, yeah, um, and and they're they're through the tough part of their schedule now. If they rip off, they, they wind up nine and three. Yeah, ten and two. You would look back on this and say that's fair. I, okay, I, this was a good team. Yeah, I like and, what you're saying and there. from what I, I'm thinking about myself is I'm looking at that line, and I kept asking myself, why is that so low? You yeah. know, Illinois is pretty much look good for the most part, but why, why were they only favored by a touchdown? I'll, and I'll I think it's why. because Vegas knew Eastern Michigan's pretty damn good. I'll, I'll give you the exact reason. Chris Creighton, the okay. head coach of Eastern Michigan, he's got and their that, quarterback was good too. Well, and they have a really good quarterback, but he's got that program humming. They, they, they're, they just play sound football. They do everything that Illinois does not do. So that would be the part that I was agreeing with you um the penalties i did wind up it, it was helter skelter with games at those 11 o'clock oh my god but Try, I, trying to keep up with four at one time is, yeah is well you can't you got it pretty much uh but i watched a little bit more i, I recorded games and watched sure. the replay i wish i could refute the lack of discipline but it happened too much oh, um i mean every it time just they... always seems like when there is a lack of discipline it always happens at bad times you're 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 yeah. right when you get momentum going to get a big first down, then all of a sudden you got a you know second and fifteen when you just had a first down, whatever. Right. That's um, happening. Extending all the time. drives for the other team, stuff yep. like that. That killed them, especially when again, like you talked about, the total yards, everything. Reggie Corbin, he had a big day. Yeah. I, I, well, he, he did, but didn't you find it strange that he he was playing the first couple series, 
and then he was gone. Right. I don't know. So, you so remember, maybe remember those Where's Waldo books where you're kind of yeah. looking for Waldo in the striped shirt? That was me looking for Corbin and Imatrebebe on the outside. He barely played. Yeah. And then one time, I, oh, there he is. I Making see him plays. now. And but then they waited until the fourth quarter when it was too late and started throwing to him. And when Bebe needed to make a play, oh my dude, god, he made I mean, plays. Like, like you, you want to talk about stuff to be positive with. That's so why weren't they positive. just chucking it up to him the whole? The whole day. Peters was fine too. Twenty-two of thirty-seven is a pretty good yeah, stat but he, line. Two he touchdowns. is weird with with he pressure. He takes too many sacks. He does, but As he is so weird with pressure. Like he, there's times he really feels the pressure, but if it's coming right at him in his face, it's like he doesn't see it. So it's the same comparison that I gave would give to Nebraska fans last week. Don't get me wrong. I understand the ten thousand foot view of it being a bigger deal than just focusing on. Nebraska versus Colorado or Eastern Michigan versus Illinois. With that being said, if you win the next game, it's it's like Yeah, that's true. It's like it's completely Okay, erased. but okay, let me let me But it, it gives you much more pause to think it's possible to win the next game or next two games or whatever sure. when you lose a game like that. I get it, but Okay, I guess you would agree that you saw a poorly coached team. I Saturday. saw a team playing sloppy, yes. Okay. Do you trust that team? To upset three Big Ten West teams, uh, yeah, trust. Really? Okay, trust. Yeah, I, it, trust is a hard way of putting it. Yeah, do I see it as a possibility? Absolutely, nothing's changed. Okay, I see dangerousness from that team. Oh, I do too. You know, I, I had people but, but DMing thing, me. But, but again, like everything could be the exact same that we just talked about. If the it is the defense that would scare me more. The, the past defense is just atrocious. That's that was what was bad. Oh, it's so bad. That's what would scare me the most. And it's been getting torched all year. I've been saying that since the Akron game. Wow, this past defense is bad. That's the part that scares me the most. But if you are a team that can at least put the points on the board, which they, Illinois they are, can, yeah. you you are still a, a possibility to, to upset people. Would you agree? If yeah, you think no, if you're I, looking at I that just from do. a outside Illinois point of view. Yes. Okay. No, I absolutely do. This is a dangerous team. It, I just I can't trust them to win Rutgers and then three more games to make a bowl game. I just don't see it. That's so Illinois, you, that's why you had to win this game. Illinois falls to two and one. Eastern Michigan was two and one as well. All right. So if you think the Illinois fan base is feeling a little bit different than they did three, two, three days ago, Maryland, 17 temple, 20, the Terps with 340 yards of total offense to the Temple Owls, 427. Just last week, Locks was basically saying the only people that can stop the Maryland offense is the Maryland offensive football players. Well, they're really Boy, good at stopping. Karma sometimes yeah. come back and snap you quick. Well, they're really good at stopping themselves. I can say that. Correct. So I guess in the end, there was some truth in that. Yeah. Now you got to give... This is Temple does this. This is they do. They, they this, is, good this is another one that it was predicted pretty well on this podcast. I said this would be a mucky game. Mm-hmm. I did not think it would be that, that mucky. mucky. No, that we, was could have. That was as mucky as mucky gets. But that's that's what we got. Yeah, and we have to, we can't forget that it's a good Temple program, a good Temple team. They they lost their head coach. They have a new head coach this year, but that's because of, of good things. He got, he. Took a step up. Correct. So, I mean, this is a healthy program that, that they went against. But do you hear that sound? That's the sound of the Terps crashing back to earth right now. It, it That is the sound of the Terps crashing back to earth. Um, it is so different when you're the hunted. I, I don't know. It, it is it is a psychology thing. Somebody needs to do a, a documentary, and they probably already have, or some book about sure. sports psychology when, when roles reverse, when you become – when you are – undervalued and you're and you're ticked off at the world to all of a sudden getting patted on the back well, coaches talk about it all the time they see how it changes in their locker room and i think that's what happened to maryland in this case okay we'll remember uh tim chapman friend of the show yep at champion underscore lit at big 10 media days he asked that exact question to jim harbaugh and harbaugh wouldn't answer it i thought it was a great question bobby knight used to always say i hate being ranked number one because it puts a target on your ass and I'm not saying Maryland was ranked number one, but but you're right. I think I think that's exactly what happened here. Um, Anthony McFarland still 26 carries, 132 yards, but and a stopped touchdown. at key times. Yep, right. Yep. And then the biggest step back in in all the stat lines was was uh, uh, Justin Jackson. Carter, yeah, Josh Jackson. Or Josh Jackson. Uh, 15 of 38, 183 yards, touchdown to pick. So 15 of 38. I mean, when you're 
that far under 50%, obviously something is wrong with the offense that day. And I think what's wrong with the offense is a really good Temple defense. Right. Correct. And, and so we go back to remember last year we had the Hoosier line for the Maryland's. I think we have it again this year. Right. Like they, they get to a certain level of defense and they just cannot move the ball. I think there is still more. They're still more out there for Maryland. They they still got more games that they can win. It's not. Oh, yeah. So I, I don't want to. Tough just schedule. Like, just like you you can't overreact too much. Yeah. When a team looks good out of the gate at 2-0. You can't overact right. the other way when, you know, they drop a game. So with that game that they drop, Maryland falls to two and one. All right. Back out of the ugly pond, but barely out of the ugly pond. Yeah. Penn State 17, Pittsburgh 10. Nittany Lions with 389 yards of total offense. The Panthers, Panthers with 396. That would probably be the first thing that that surprised me. Was that Pitt gave up almost 400 yards of total off, off or excuse me, the, Penn, the, the State. Penn State gave up almost 400 yards of total offense well, to Pitt. Well, yeah, but they gave up 24 yards rushing. It was all passing yards, and it was all middle of the field passing 24 yards. yards rushing on 25 carries. They <laughs> could not run the ball. Right. They were absolutely munched. What yeah. blew my mind was the lack of pass rush from an extremely sure. talented Penn State front seven. Yeah. I mean, just straight D-line, I thought – would get enough pressure on the quarterback. Um, uh, Pitt's quarterback, th- there, there's two times I'm going to use this today. Pitt's quarterback looked like a Missouri-level Blaine Gabbard. Okay. Not the NFL version Blaine Gabbard. Sure. The Missouri level. Not throwing the ball down the field. Not not that's, you know not, not that no chunks down the field, but for the most part, short to intermediate routes. Pick, yeah. pick, pick, pick. That's but, what he did all day long. Yeah, but I think Penn State was kind of giving him that and just, just clamping down in the red zone. That's it. So that's that. That was the game plan of both. That's why. I mean, I didn't know that that was necessarily going to be the game plan of the day. I definitely didn't think Pitt uh, would be able to move the ball. That's why I love the under. This was an yeah. under hit. That it was hit at halftime. Yep. Always a nice, uh, great. You're 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 just nervous about overtime in that case. Clifford was okay. He was Four, okay. Fourteen of thirty, two hundred twenty yards, no touchdowns, but no picks. Um, Noah Kane looked looked or excuse me, Journey Brown, 109 yeah. yards. Noah Kane also with the touchdown. Penn State ran for a 5.2 yard average. There's there's a lot of good things, and I would say again, like there's some lists that I got saw put out by a couple different uh, college football uh, uh, Twitter accounts or whatever. And again, I who the heck knows where some of these people are, but they're at least somebody that follows. Uh, sure. Uh, college football a lot. Um, not listing Penn State as a team that should be ranked in the top fifteen or something that like a team that disappointed over the weekend. Just stop. I this wouldn't is, say that. I mean, this is this is a this is a seven point win versus a rival. Well, and let's go back to the, yeah. It, it, thank you for bringing up that up. This is a rivalry game. These are never easy or pretty. But they only gave up one touchdown. Correct. This defense. I right. mean, they didn't have a bad performance. Let's no. Let's the defense. A, the defense looked. If anything, good. Just, I, I, I'm, I was still a little bit surprised on the yardage yeah. that was put on him, but it looked good. Well, and I guess maybe you can be a little concerned about the offense, but at the same time, this is a Pat Narduzzi defense. Correct. I don't think there's a lot to worry about. You won a tough game. Right. And, and congratulations. What do you think about the decision to kick the field goal and then by Pat Narduzzi? Yeah. I, I, my comment on Twitter was. Uh, Narduzzi, if your book tells you to kick a field goal there, <laughs> throw away your throw book. Throw away your book. Because that was wrong. Yeah, I didn't understand that call. Yeah. I know you need two scores yeah. to win. Yeah. But what are the chances you get down to the one again? You got to take advantage of that, right? Yeah. Maybe uh, maybe he took a maybe he took a page from the Mark D'Antonio end of game yeah, uh, uh, maybe. management. But, but, we'll but the quarterback, that. Pickett, was was saying all the players were yelling, go for it. Let's yeah. go for it. Yeah, that was weird. So the only one that – then you missed the field goal. Then the field goal. Ouch. Ooh, yeah. All right, so that gets us into uh, – uh, Penn State moves to 3-0. and All right, so that gets us into the afternoon games. First up, Northwestern 30, UNLV 14. The Wildcats with a nice day, 441 yards of total offense. Run Rebels – Ran pretty well, actually. Had 330 yards of total offense. What are you thinking? This is not – I mean, we expected them to to really clamp down. They gave up a lot of yards. You, I didn't expect 
you know, an offensive explosion, but we kind of got an offensive explosion. We kind of did, yeah. Um, uh, Hunter Johnson looked like a real QB. I'm not saying he had a great game, but yeah. he actually looked like a competent QB. So 12, and, and are we setting the bar kind of low here? Yeah, a little bit. Because that's 12, 12 of 25, right. 165 yards, one touchdown, one interception. But you're basically saying what I think you are. I know what you're saying. He improved he looked so bad versus Stanford. Yes. You, yeah, uh, the bye week fell. He, he again, I, I don't know if, there are reasons to be optimistic with him because I, again, I do see. You the see talent. a lot of talent. I do see the talent. And boy, I, I'm telling you, with his legs, the, the, he's dangerous. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he had he 55 had a... yards rushing and a touchdown in this game on top of the passing. So, um, I was surprised uh, more than anything. UNLV ran the ball. Two hundred and ten yeah. yards That's... of rushing. Their leading rusher at 144 yards. And two touchdowns, like UNLV was running the ball. That was a surprise to me. And they I, were the, how they were doing it. They were getting to the edge, yeah. Which means they were exposing probably the eh, defensive a lack of of athletic ability, just kind of on the perimeter for the Northwestern defense. Yeah. So that's something that obviously Big Ten coaches are going to be. You know, if they've got the ability to do it, they're going to seize up on that. But let's also point out, they gave up a couple big plays. Uh, Charles Williams, running back, had 16 carries, 144 yards. And his two touchdowns were 65 and 37 yards. Right. Which so is big kind chunks. Of, yeah, right. but that's kind of uncharacteristic Northwestern, too. But still, overall, 210 yards of rushing is a lot of rushing to give up to a UNLV. It is. When you're a good defensive team like Northwestern. Crazy stat of the day. I know what you're gonna say. Go for it. Eight penalties for 78 yards. It's insane. I mean, that's almost this as bad as bizarre. This is bizarre world. It is. They bizarre, had eight penalties bit. last game too. They did. That's right. How crazy is that? Wow. Fitzgerald's got to be pulling his hair out in the. But then But then let's point out the rushing. Like, so their offensive line looked really crappy in the first game against a pretty good Stanford team. But then uh, the game, is it? What's that? Is it a pretty good Stanford team? Well, we don't know. I guess right. Got blown out by UCF. Oh, God, did they? Yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah. Um, but 276 yards on the ground for Northwestern. And this is with, I mean, they're down to Drake Anderson. Son of? Son of Damian Anderson. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a true sophomore. Boy, he's filled out a lot since last year. 26 carries, 141 yards. Uh, Jesse Brown, the, the running back, I mean, got injured. It's They just cannot keep a running back healthy on this no, team. No, But they still ran for a lot of yards, so give them credit there. You do got to give... Uh, so I hope we're not sounding like we're bagging on Northwestern too much here. It just I hope not. It just doesn't look like we thought Northwestern would look like. Well, That's yeah, why but, it's weird. But it's their early. They're giving the up rushing yards and they're 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 committing penalties. They'll be fine. Well, I do too. I think so too. They'll they'll fix it. But that's yeah. weird. It that's is not weird. What you're, I took the under in this and it hit. But there was points going on the board like crazy in the first quarter. I was like, Yeah. Well, this is this is done. I wrote it off. And and then they, you know they kind of collectively they clamped down, but. It'll kind of be interesting to see where Northwestern if goes it, from here. Yeah, this is still an intriguing team to me. Fitzy's got to pull a magic trick again. All right. Next game, and, and Northwestern goes to one and one. Excuse me. I keep forgetting to do that. All right. Next afternoon game up. This wound up <laughs> being a barn burner. Minnesota 35, Georgia Southern 32. The Gophers with 382 yards mm -hmm. of total offense to the Eagles 198. They... they Dang near doubled them up on yardage. Yep. But almost lost the game. In fact, I don't think I'm being crazy when I say should have yeah, lost again, the game. Again. But but again, PJ has has convinced his team to never give up. It's pretty impressive. Okay, so I'm I've dubbed them the cardiac rats. Yeah. What what do you think? I think it's great. I okay. mean, this is they're kind of like they're doing the Northwestern this year. They're Northwestern so far of this year. That's interesting. I think so. Kind of ugly winning it. Ugly winning. Uh, winning games you probably shouldn't win. But <laughs> did you did you see PJ down to competition in the press conference after the game? A little bit. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't. He he flat out said we're looking forward to being idle next week. He said bye. Yeah. By, he said bye. By the way, he did say we bye. Have, we have to work on him with that. But yeah, I mean, he looked like well, he, he was just, exhausted, like just <laughs> mentally spent. Right. Dude, dude. He looked like he had Who just like him? gone through a, a twelve round bout. Who man. can blame him? So you know. I, I realize these plays happen. You can't take them away, but they had the the the, the block, block field goal, goal, the fumble for the score. My gosh. Just crazy plays. It probably I mean it probably shouldn't have been as close as it was, right? Yeah. yeah. Even though they probably should have lost, it probably shouldn't have been that close. Right. Um 
so much to talk about with Minnesota. Try not to go too long here, but uh, texting with buddies. Obviously, we live in Minnesota. We got a lot of Gopher fans, a couple DMs from some good Gopher fans that follow the podcast. This is my take, and I believe Minnesota is in a identity crisis on offense okay. right now. Well, they only have had 93 yards rushing. They that's, can't run the ball. That's unacceptable. They that's, want to run the ball. Yeah, um, of course they do. They want to run the ball, and they want to set up. But they can't be Purdue either. No. Like, there is this – we all do it. I do it too as a fan. You look at your team, and you're like, well, just throw the ball all the time now. Right. It's not that simple. No. You can't just, okay, let's start rolling them out of the pocket. Let's start – you are completely changing up your offensive philosophy, which you've not only been building since spring and fall camp. You've been building since this coaching staff was on camp. Absolutely. This is this – is, your offense and your defense that you you run. Mm-hmm. Um, I would even go so far as to say it's easier to switch things up a little bit on defense than it is on offense. Yeah. I mean, I know they made That's the D fair, coordinator yeah. switch a little bit, change in philosophy. But on offense, what I'm seeing right now is that they don't want to trust Tanner Morgan with the entire offense. Like right now, that they would be giving the keys – to the whole kingdom to Tanner Morgan. And I think I understand why when there's some, there's two or three plays a game where it's, it's bad. Like he should not have like your number one thing when he dropped back late in the game, there was ball security. Mm -hmm. If you got to take a sack, take a sack. You cannot fumble there. But are you saying they're not giving him the whole playbook? What are you saying there? Part could be part of that. I, I mean, he was splitting, you know, reps in camp until Anikstead went down. I, it is the, the belief by most Gopher fans and insiders that Anikstead was going to be the starting quarterback. So one would think he was probably getting most of the reps with the ones in camp. So maybe to a certain degree, I know he played at the end of last year, but still not doesn't have the whole playbook, but more than anything, I just don't think they trust they him. Don't tr- as they a don't trust him. Hmm. And the other side of it is I don't, I, maybe it's not trusting Tan Morgan so much as they don't trust their pass protection. Well, that's another, so Georgia Southern, keep in mind, Georgia Southern, had five sacks on this team. Right. This team cannot protect the quarterback, and they they're, cannot they're, get a push to run the ball. I'm. De- it's a bad. I don't mean line. to pick on the guy, but Mount Flele on one play, it, it was literally like he was tethered to the ground. Well, you know the thing about mountains; they're stationary. They are. They're big, and they take a while to get around. To get around, but right. you can get around them because they don't move. Yeah. And if you got a nice fast airplane, you can get around quicker. So for me right now, if I'm a defensive coordinator, if I have the ability to put a, if I get a quicker pass rusher, yeah, that's who I'm putting on Falele and absolutely. just say, just run Pin his around ear back, him. ears back, yeah, absolutely. So, but you know, I'm I want to, but talk- t- but but Tanner Morgan, 19 of 31, 289 solid yard, game, three touchdowns, yeah. and one pick. I mean, other than the fumble, good game, right? But the wide receivers totally took over. They did. I, they're incredible. Like, it, it, you know, it, you had Bateman making big plays. Demetrius Douglas made two huge plays on that last drive. Right. Tyler Johnson with obviously the winning catch and two more touchdowns. Right. These wide receivers, I don't know where they'd be offensively without them. No. Uh, and then on the other side of it, Mohamed Ibrahim, our boy, did yeah. not play no. again. Um, they And that could be a big part of it. Rodney Smith is is dinged up. Uh, so they're down Shannon to the fresh. Brooks. Yep, he's he hasn't Wiley. played. So they're they're pretty much down to to Wiley. Not saying that, but but Williams was getting a lot of the carries. Right. Yeah. It's so maybe that is part of what's throwing it off. But pretty much yeah. everybody you follow is looking squarely on the offensive line. They haven't looked good run blocking or pass no. protection. No, that's going to be a problem all year. They got to fix that. Yeah, because I, I don't know if there's a tougher uh, position group to fix on the football team than the offensive line. Maybe give a call to uh, someone in Evanston and see what they have to say about it. <laughs> okay. All right. Back into the ugly pond we go. Uh, uh, sorry, the Minnesota moves to 3-0. and um, You got to catch me. I keep hey, forgetting. so since you said that, yeah. it, it has been just – Interesting to watch on Twitter the two factions of Minnesota fans. Of course. Oh, we're total garbage. You know, on one yep. side of those, we're three and oh. Yeah. Where do you, whose side are you taking there? We're three and oh. Yeah, me too. I mean you're three and oh. That's the fact. <laughs> you right. can point to the record and say, but look, we haven't lost a And game. again, I just gotta give PJ credit for toaching a team that does not give up. Correct. Yeah. All right. Back into the ugly pun we go. Michigan State seven. Arizona State ten. Did you forget a digit there? <laughs> no, that's it. 
Sparty with 404 yards of total offense to the Sun Devils, 216. This Again, is, they this almost such a weird double. Game. This is such a weird game. Yeah. My guy. So this is, I, I on the podcast, I said, I love the under. It yeah. was at 44. I got lazy. It dropped to 41. And I, I said, wow, I'm not going to take that now. Yeah. That's too low. No, that was not. <laughs> just, I tell you just what, go with it re- for the rest of the year. I'm taking the under on on Sparty games. For like, the there's already the, been a ca- joke going on. Tw- I don't care how right. low it gets. No, I'm it, going it, under. Right. Um. Obviously, Sparty looked much better the week before. Yeah. The offense. We're talking. Um. D- did I expect it to put 40 points up on the board versus a Pac-12 team that's coming in? No, I did not. But t- seven. Seven points. They should have scored much more. That's I mean, the thing. They're it, mo- they were moving, they moving the ball. They're moving the ball. Brian Lorkey, twenty-four of thirty-eight for two hundred and ninety-one yards. You don't what, typically only score seven points when you have that stat line. No touchdowns, no picks. No. So he didn't even hurt his team. He just did not score touchdowns. And they didn't rush for a ton of yards. But my God, you just look at four hundred four yards to two hundred sixteen. 291 passing to 140, 113 yards rushing to 76, 23 first downs to 14. If you just looked at those, you'd say, well, they easily won this game. I I thought the score of the game is what I pre- what I predicted was 28 to 7 Michigan State. Okay. The stats that you just read read to me like 28 7. 28 to 7. Absolutely. They just did not score. They just points. cannot score. This is the weirdest thing in the world. And did you see And then of course at the end of the game, you got to talk about it. I the, mean the the field goals. So there was two things to talk about with that. I mean, number one, their field goal kicker comes on. He kind of pirouettes yeah, under the Yeah. Saunters Sorry. onto the field. Look it up if you don't know what we're yeah, talking about. It's all over. Nails time. it. But how do you have 12 guys on the field goal team? Yeah. That's I a mean, question that was asked a lot. The only thing, and I don't mean to play, I don't know, contrarian all the time, but you are talking about a bunch of 19, 20, and 21 year olds at the end of a game when it's kind of nuts. But yeah. I, I'm just saying, like, it's not quite as easy as what people make it out to be. But no, you should not have 12 players. I mean, I can understand defense. Occasionally, you have an extra guy out there. I just, I don't think I've ever seen it on a field goal. It's tough to, tough to do. It's tough to do. Yeah. yeah. A lot of, a lot of memes were going around by Michigan fans making fun of D'Antonio on the second field goal attempt. Arizona State's defender. Oh yeah, we should talk about 1, that. One thousand percent jumped over. That's the a foul. I don't know how that doesn't get called. Okay, that that but, is like, that is so hard to miss as a ref. You you can't go over top of the center. That's no, all, you, can't. you can't jump. Well, first of all, you can't touch the center. Correct. Second of all, you can't jump over the line. He did both of them. He did on both. the same play. But let me let me. <laughs> and boy, did that bring out angry D'Antonio after the oh, game. Oh man, and it should have. It should have. They should have. But don't you think? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I feel like I see that. A lot. Not a lot, but I see that on, on occasion, see, and it doesn't get called. You might see gray area, like mm, maybe a little grayish. Dude jumped over top and used the center back. Yeah, as but a, that's on top. It's like kind of the leapy. You're not supposed yeah. to leap. I, yeah, I feel like you see that a lot, and it doesn't get called a lot. Right. And I don't know if that's just because the refs don't like it and don't want to call it, but it was so egregious. There, there, there couldn't have possibly been a more egregious foul than that. I... The, no, there, that's, there's that like, I don't, I don't know if D'Antonio goes nuts in the press on the refs that often. I'm not, nah. I'm not a D'Antonio press conference connoisseur, but I, it, he, at this point, and again, this goes to, I don't know if he thinks how much, you know, he's, he's going to be around. Right. He just said, screw it. Maybe I'm pissed at these refs and I'm <laughs> going to go at them. So did you see the other meme on, on Twitter of him just kind of wandering around at the end of the game? Like. There's people everywhere, and he just looked distraught. He had this weird look on his face. It was like a toddler walking through a crowd, and and then he just kind of sees his team, and he kind of you know walks over towards his team and kneels down there. Their 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 prayer after yeah. the game. It was just it looked really strange. I think he was stunned that they lost that game. Well, this is definitely one you want back. So he's still tied with our boy Duffy. Yeah, atop the. Uh, we figured this Ooh. was going to be the the game to overtake it, but he's gonna have to. This wait was a my curb stomp game. Yeah. No stomping. Well, they stomped him on defense. They kind of did stomp him. <laughs> it, yeah, was, there was a, it was a partial stomp. They stomped him everywhere with the score, really. Uh, so Michigan State falls to 2-1. and one. They also fell out of the top 25 with the loss. All right, on to the evening games and back into that big, spelled B1G, ugly pond. Purdue 13, TCU 
34. The Boilermakers with 204 yards of total offense. The Horned Frogs with 421. Do you think Purdue misses Elijah Sindelar? I mean, so there was <laughs> there was a college football group chat that I was invited into, and there was a Purdue fan just melting down. And it's kind of like, well, yeah, but dude. This this is what you expect with that. I mean, I mean, I didn't. Ex- okay, first of all, I would give Purdue credit. This was a game into the it was, second yeah. half. I was so surprised how how they, they they lost the heart and soul of their defense twice this year. Yeah, twice. Correct. Was most recently this week in practice. Yep. And their quarterback was ruled out. The fact that they brought this game into the third quarter means that Jeff Brom has got some is a culture pretty good in place. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, you're you got a guy. That's starting his first game at quarterback. He struggled. I'm not going to give his stat line. He struggled. Yeah, he did. Um, uh, with a, a a a TCU team that very well coached by Gary Patterson. Yeah. That that had a bye week last week. Yeah. The, point being is, this wasn't directional. You know, Michigan coming in here. This 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 is a power five team. Yeah. That that could threaten to be a Big Twelve championship contender. They could and. If we go back to preseason, me and you both looked at this Purdue team and said, we just don't see a roster that can compete in the West. I mean, d- despite what every- everything you hear from the national media, we didn't see it. You add on top of that the all the injuries. Th- they're a completely one-dimensional team that cannot run the ball, and luckily they have a big, strong-arm quarterback that can carry them, and he's injured. I mean, I don't know how you can melt down after this game. There's no. Just, they, you, they have nothing can, to work with here. You can melt down – and be angry at the college football gods. Yes, absolutely. But you're, you're not going to be angry at your offensive coordinator and de- no. <laughs> defensive coordinator at this point. Um, I, I, I think that uh, David Bell got hurt in this game, oh, he too. Did? The wide receiver. You I know, think I really was... like that freshman Anderson. I think he's a, a red shirt. Um, yeah. He had a 54-yard touchdown. Another good that one. That guy's really flashing. Yeah, that's another guy that was they were ranting and raving about. So, again... Uh, Defensive end. I mean, I screw up his name every time. Carl Aftis. He he looked good too. Right at the right at the get go, he he. It looked like he was just going to take that game over, but I think he got gassed yeah. again because I think they all there. got gassed. Of course, they were out there too much. So it's like I don't know what to say to Purdue fans other than you're going to have to just buckle in for it, yeah. It's it going to be a rough ride, right? And you're going to need Sindelar to be healthy and he you got to get him back not he has not proven to be healthy it's not just never has in his concussed. career right? it's it's ligament stuff too like yep. i don't know to a certain degree i i know i can i'm saying this as a non-purdue fan but like if you think there's a quarterback in the waiting do you almost kind of wish he just got through the lumps this year sure you know start looking to 2020 and 21 right i mean there's a lot of young talent on this team sure tough for me to think they're going to like have a big year this year i like, always they're, thought they're, it was kind of a throwaway year and wait till next year they're they're the best i would think you could hope for and we could be eating these words maybe we look back six maybe. weeks from now and we're like boy we were yeah. stupid but a bowl game would be amazing oh that'd be awesome right yeah. now when you're sitting and, at one and two and if if brahm can make a bowl game then he is a demigod he's officially a demigod at that point i think so okay that's i will anoint him Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna need guy. I'm gonna need a little bit more than that. I think really? I'm seven and five or eight and four okay. before he's a okay. demigod stats, but I'll think so. It'll still it. be somewhat sarcastic then. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So as we said, Purdue fell to one and two. All right. Next game up, Nebraska forty four, Northern Illinois eight. The Cornhuskers with a robust five hundred and twenty five yards of total offense to the Huskies. 276. Well, remember how earlier in the, this cast you talked me off the ledge about Illinois. This is why you talked me off the ledge, because Nebraska fans were on the ledge last week after that Colorado game. This is how you need to look against a really strong NIU program. The huge bounce back week. Yeah. Um, we will see how good Northern Illinois is as the year goes on. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm not trying they to downplay. I feel bad. Tough. I feel like I'm immediately trying to downplay this, but they, they're, they played Utah pretty tough. They're one and two. Now I just, I'm just saying, I want to see how it plays out for Northern. This is a new coaching staff yes, you know, is. that's come in. So I, I'm curious on this coaching staff. I just want to see what this, the, the, the reason I bring that up is there was some 
dubious uh, uh, decisions by their the head coach. Okay. Fake punts when well, okay, fake punts didn't need to happen. Like they, that's that's fair. Sk- but skittish play. But you would agree that this is a healthy NIU program. That yeah. Oh, oh, one hundred percent. So it's not like I mean, they're just steamrolling some no. some bottom feeder in the no, no, no. I, I hope I'm not so, sound like that at all. No, not not like that. I I just I wonder if this is going to be the eight or nine win Northern Illinois teams. That we've yeah, been used to, be. and, right. and this could be a little bit step down. Um, so one thing I felt like I was right again. Um, I bet the under on this game, okay. and again, Northern Illinois almost ruined that because of stupid decisions, getting punts blocked, and going for stuff and things like that. But part of the reason that I thought this game would be under is that the Nebraska defense that I saw at the beginning of last week versus Colorado at home, I thought would finish out a whole game. Mm -hmm. That's what that defense looked like. Northern Illinois, a little bit offensively challenged team this year. So that played into it, but it also played into Nebraska's defense does officially to me look look better, much better, right? This year, um, better front seven. I just, especially the line. Yeah, definitely better front seven from last year. How about this? Are we living in a world where the Nebraska offense feeds off of Ooh, its defense? That would be interesting because that's, that's not what, what I anyone saw. expected. That's what I saw Saturday night. Okay. Um, Adrian Martinez, good game. Uh, 16 to 27, 257 yards, two touchdowns. Both uh, Washington and Dedrick Mills had a big day on the, on the ground, 179 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Dedrick Mills had... Issues finding the holes the first two weeks of the season Mm -hmm. looked more explosive and decisive. So things looked better, but I, I still feel like it is not the as build Adrian Martinez that like, I expected we thought there would be even a bigger step up from freshman Adrian Martinez. Um, It's expected a lot more so far this year. And I think Nebraska fans have too. I I don't, I don't think we're, being crazy or, you know, or, or too tough on the guy when we say that, like that, that's what I've seen. My prediction was by the end of the year, this guy's going to be the best quarterback in the big 10. I I believe I said that in the the summer previous. And right now he's fifth or sixth. Yeah. Somewhere around there. I mean, Sindelar. Sindelar's got to be up there. Fields. Definitely. Probably even Stanley. Yeah. So the best, I would say fourth. Yeah. So, which is still, by the way, pretty, pretty darn yeah. good when you're <laughs> yeah. a true sophomore. That's right. Uh, but overall, it is still a little bit of 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 spottiness, more spottiness than I, I was expecting. How do you feel about like the big plays that they had? It's, I mean, they have a ton of yards here. Mo Washington had two huge plays. So and they, were, my, they were scoring this so is, fast. I think this is what my take is on the Nebraska offense. They are even more dependent on the big plays than they ever were last yeah. year. That's a little the, scary, isn't it? That's what I think. Because that, to me, is that means you're apt to get shut down more often yeah. or only break two big plays and you wind up with only 14 points on the board. This would be against a much better defense to, to see that happen. But right. I saw a Nebraska offense last year that, that certainly broke out big plays, but also broke out a ton of 25-yarders, 30-yarders, 15-yarders, 40-yarders, yep. stuff like that. I'm not seeing as much of that this year. It is very much dependent on Washington essentially getting the corner, and, and I mean, he's he got does. that. He's got that straight oh, in man. Uh, sprinter. It's like he's. Yeah. It's like he's in the open too. Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost uh, like reminiscent of uh, who was the 200 yard, 200 meter the Johnson, Michael Johnson, uh, Michael Johnson. Oh yeah, like with just the gold kind of, shoes. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Man, that I used to love watching. Track. I loved watching Dude, him. I love watching him run. Uh, but you know what I mean, though. Like it, it's a very, it's a very straight ahead uh, uh, running style. Once he gets that corner, man, it's gone. It, it's it's yeah. scary. There's a reason why uh, Coach Frost wanted him to, to stay on the football Damn team. Right. So, um, uh, but yeah, on top of that, we'll see. There's a couple injuries, by the way. Nebraska offensive line and a couple shooken up guys in the secondary. Boy, um, that's the exactly one thing right. that is huge for Nebraska is the defense does look better. But if it if there's a rash of injuries that goes through, it's it's going to make it yeah. that, don't, that much don't have tougher the depth for them. there. Yeah. All right, so that gets us to the Big Ten game of the week. Um, I'm just going to give uh, one of these. Emma. Go hot. Louder. Go hot. 
All right, little help from my boy there. Yeah, I, I feel like I can use that because I don't want to use it to rub it in the face of Big Ten brethren. That's right. Yeah. In a win, not such a big deal when you beat Miami Ohio, but you beat the clones. You get the three and a half year old with a little bit of help on the podcast. So how does it feel? You, well, we'll get into it. Feels good. Um, Iowa eighteen, Iowa State seventeen. Giggle, giggle. Iowa three hundred thirteen yards of offense to the Cyclones. 418 yards game day was in lames how okay <laughs> lames so lots to talk about here lots to unpack yeah. with this game by the no. way it was a push minus one i know Iowa. isn't that crazy yeah freaking vegas um except for people that got it at two wow. there's a couple people okay. i know that yeah um so a couple things to point out here i know obviously you didn't probably uh ingest uh game day because I did. You know, I, I watched. I turned it on for a little bit. You know why, though? Because it was the first time it was ever in Ames, and I just wanted to see what it looked like. And, in and, Ames. and, the, and the Iowa State fans they represented were great. I mean, they were I, awesome. Yeah. Nobody with a brain thought they wouldn't represent. Sure. They they turned out. Um, and then. Yeah, I watched for uh, eh, 15 minutes, half yeah. hour, somewhere. Else. Just kind of get the feel. Okay. Right, right. I'm happy for the Iowa State fans. And then I changed it over to the Big Ten preview. Um, so I got a touch of the flu Friday just because I know that's crazy. What the hell? Kids, um, daycare. And then, um, so I, in laying in, in bed, I saw that Eric church wound up being yeah. a celebrity picker. What is the connection? There, there is no connection, no connection. So they just think because it's Iowa and one loves country music. Correct. <laughs> oh Lord. Which ticked off a ton of <laughs> Iowa state fans that are not country music people. Yeah. Uh, it amused some Iowa fans because they're like, you guys can't come up with a celebrity. Because if it was Iowa, we would get Zach Johnson, the golfer, Ashton Kutcher, if we okay. really had to, Tom Arnold. But like, we got options there sure. to choose from. But Iowa State has options. But Name them. Well, Go. We talked about Seneca Wallace. He was on the show. That's it. He got interviewed. He got interviewed, but he Correct. wasn't the guest picker. Why not? Not big enough name. That's true. They said they wanted a celebrity. They interviewed Dan McCartney, which was an amazing spot. Uh, coached at Iowa. I was the head coach at Iowa State. He he had a, some really good stories. I love Coach Mack. By See, the way. that would have been a good one. I thought Coach Mack would have done way better. I, I wish they would have had him. Yeah. And EC knows his college football, but the problem is he's from North Carolina. He don't give two bleeps nah. about the Big Ten, right? Or or you know the most of the Big Twelve, or certainly Iowa State. I don't know State. why he would even. But this is it. this is the this is the greatest thing. What what does the celebrity picker always do when he's picking teams? Which team does he pick? Well, he always picks the the home team. Yeah. He, he picked, picked Iowa. <laughs> oh Lord, that couldn't have gone over well. It did not. It went over like a pregnant pole vaulter like, with Iowa State, like a fans. lead balloon. So Iowa State, you know, Ames gets their first game day. They get a celebrity picker they have no connection to. He picks Iowa, and then we have a. Not only do you have you know the the three hour pause until the game kicks off, four hour pause until the game kicks off. It's on a different network so it's not heavily hyped by abc espn yeah because it's on fox right this is on fs1 and then to throw sand in the wound even more a half hour delay 45 minute delay yeah. and then another it was three hours of delay this game started at three o'clock and didn't end till 9 10 it was it was a like, marathon it was just a constant texting and twittering between Iowa and Iowa, Iowa fans and Iowa State fans, like, is this thing ever going to get over with? Anyways, okay, so there's the whole event stuff. You got anything to say about I, the I'm game? I'm just looking down the stat line, and it's just, it's a very Iowa game, right? Like, just somebody threw a st somebody threw a stat out there. There's been five games in like the last 15 years that have finished eight, 18 to 17. Iowa's been in two of them. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> and wow. one of both. The, the score is very Iowa. They gave up two long scoring plays, right? So a trick play, trick play, and then um, uh, what was the other coverage? One? The the blown coverage. Yep. Other than that, I mean, they just totally clamped down on defense. Yeah. Sure, they gave up four hundred eighteen yards, but it, it, most of it came off two plays. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't. I always want to be cognizant of this. I don't want to try to do the excuse train, but dude. They are down a lot of players. In Their the defensive secondary. backfield is has really, been decimated. Really thin. Yeah. It, it is. It. It. I don't know if this is just germane to Iowa. It probably isn't, but it seems like when Iowa gets hit with injuries, it's not spread out. It's all, all in at one once. position group. Yeah, position group. Yeah, 
And it, I mean, we're, we're, we basically have well, one, one starting corner in safety that have played the whole year. Other than that, everybody has been out. Um, they picked on the freshman sure. quarterback and I think he's going to be good DJ Johnson, but yep. he wasn't ready for no trick play in no. a rivalry game. No. The other thing that was interesting about this is when the game started, uh, Nate Stanley and the Iowa offense just went right down the field. Barely, if it was a third down, it was third and short. Most of the time, didn't even get in the third time, third down, mortared right down the field, kicked a field goal. Iowa State went right down the field, trick play. Yep. So I felt like that game started out as as a barn a high, burner, as a barn burner. Okay. And then the first delay, the delay and just... then it's definitely, dude, it was a two and a half hour second oh, delay. You can't tell me that doesn't kill. The team, of course, it does. There, there was players. So the funny stories from the Iowa locker room, the players just found places to sleep. They, they slept. Wow, I can't imagine falling asleep. But yeah, uh, starting cornerback Michael Ojemudi said he slept solid for almost an hour. No kidding. Out, out cold, <laughs> and then you're um, kind of groggy when you wake up. I would think so. Yeah. Uh, then uh, they they had to send trainers with the uh, police escort out to go get sandwiches. Yeah, they had I heard to feed that the too. players. Like, what do you do? And 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 Boy, it I wouldn't was, want to eat. I don't think. Oh, dude, I bet they were starving. They were starving. Boy. And then the other side of it too is, you know, we're getting reports. We're reading things over and over again. It was like a foregone conclusion. This thing was done. They were already. Yeah. They both have a bye week. I think it's November second. Oh, they were. Just it gonna... was already being talked about. And I mean, this thing was. Wow. At one point, I thought it was eighty percent done. That that takes a lot to refocus and Correct. start playing a game again. Here's a couple of things that stood out to me: third down efficiency, ten and nineteen for the, the Hawks, three of nine for Iowa State, and then of course the two big turnovers for Iowa State, none for Iowa. Again, that's why I'm saying very Iowa type game here. Only four penalties for Iowa, and then of course the huge costly gaff. What the heck was that guy doing on that punt coverage? As we've tried to cover here in this podcast, punting is winning. And in this case, punting, punting. won the game it because did. of punt coverage. Um, as an Iowa fan, of course, we point to Iowa State's <clears throat> rich <clears throat> history of football. And we say that's that's so Iowa State that a gunner would run into his punt returner. I just and don't know Iowa, what the heck he was doing. I don't know. He just he just lost track of the ball. That's all there is to it. It's a big game, big moment, and he lost track. But it looked like he was looking right at the returner. Like he saw him and just kept proceeding yeah. right into him. Um, Nate Stanley, 22 of 35, 202 yards. Brock Purdy was the other quarterback that I was saying looks like the Missouri-level Blaine Gabbard. He he looks a lot like Blaine Gabbert in this in this game. Um, he looked good. I mean, I have a lot of respect for Brock Purdy. He's but excellent. as we mentioned, the fumble he had was huge. That was a big mm -hmm. fumble. Iowa has not turned the ball over in this game in four years. Oh Lord! And they've won That's five how you in a row. Four, yeah, now five in a row. So make fun of the old man, Ference, all you want. The fact of the matter is, if you play clean games, you don't turn balls over. It typically leads to wins. Yes, it does. And fortunately, it happened again in Ames on a Saturday night. Poor, poor clones. Yeah, you will not catch me crying in my beer. All right, so that gets us through the games real quickly. We are going to go with Dustin Shooty's rankings from Saturday Tradition. If you're not following him on Twitter, please do that immediately so getting right into it uh no surprise Rutgers 14 Purdue 13 makes sense yep Indiana 12th Illinois get... 11th disagree Northwestern 10 so what part do you disagree with I I'm I I think you'd have to put Illinois behind Indiana and Northwestern okay uh they are behind Northwestern so Northwestern's 10th um Illinois 11th and Indiana twelve, so basically so I would, would flip, flip flop, flop Indiana, Indiana and, and Illinois. Illinois. I think you got to put Purdue at thirteenth, have one to, and, two, and yeah. Rutgers is Rutgers. So, all right, next group up, Maryland with a big drop. I think they were in the top six before, so they're all the way down at nine. Nebraska moved up a little bit, I think, so they are at eighth. Minnesota at seventh. Hmm. So seventh, seventh uh, Minnesota, eighth Nebraska, ninth Maryland. Mm, that's tough. I mean, Minnesota, you could go either way with Minnesota and Nebraska, I think. Yeah, I mean, I I would typically point to the record and yeah. Minnesota is 3 and 0. I would still say the, you know, the trip out west to get a win is a big deal. Sure. Um right now, uh Nebraska and Minnesota on a neutral field, 
I don't know who I would take. Probably lean towards Nebraska. I would Nebraska. lean Nebraska. So, but close. I mean, close. we're splitting hairs here, yep. right? Absolutely. Michigan State, six. Yeah. So, drop down. You're going to still Fair. keep them up there just because of the defense. Because of the defense, but, yeah. have to. Uh, Michigan, all the way down to fifth. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I haven't been impressed by them. Okay. And they were off, so they're a little bit out of sight, out yep. of mind at 2-0. and Penn State at fourth, 3-0. and Iowa at third. Yeah, I'm also okay with all that. Three and zero, Wisconsin, the second ranked team, and definitely Ohio State. Ohio State is one. number one. I mean, so basically, this list is spot on for we me. Feel pretty it's spot much, on. this is starting to get. Once you get into the third week, it's uh, before it was really heavily uh, leaning towards what they looked like last week. Yep, this is more of a little bit last week, but now we're starting to look at the whole snapshot of the season. So there's really not much I would change here. I mean, you no. you could. You could split a couple hairs here and there, but for the most part, that list is dead on. Solid list by Dustin at Shooty CFB. S-C-H-U-T-T-E-C-F-B. With that right there, that's pretty much the end of our podcast, I believe. I think so. All right, so this is Jeffrey the Greek. And this is Big Kurt. We got a special guest. This is this is my boy. Can you give can you give me a go hawks? Go hawks. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. All right, bye.